Let's talk to Pam Perry. Yeah, good morning, Pam. Pam is participating. Good morning, John. Good morning, Scott. Hi, and you have participated in a lot of Christmas bird counts. Well, a lot. I would say three at least usually do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This year I did two. Okay. Um, and I've been doing Christmas bird counts for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas bird counts <laughs> and love getting out. <laughs> And John, yes, I was listening to you talking about red poles and wax wings. And I do have something to add about wax wings. Excellent. That, yes. Um, and you, you did wonder. It was great describing them, talking about them. Um, there are only three species in the world of wax wings. And two of them occur in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I I know the two. (laughs) And the third species is in Japan. Wow. And so how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the the Japanese waxwing. And otherwise, we have the Bohemian waxwing and the cedar waxwing. Yes. So, which we see um, fairly often here um and then you also mentioned red poles no red poles i haven't seen any down here yet in crowing county me neither no not here yet but i have lots of pine siskins and um goldfinches at my feeders and especially the pine siskins um i've had a flock of like 50 come in and descend yeah on my feeders so there are some big flocks of those out and about I did see, I was driving and I saw a big flock of little brown birds and I just thought, must be siskins, just uh, 50 birds whipping around, diving into a tree, up out of the tree, off, diving into another tree. Yeah, it's, hey, they make yep. a lot of racket too, don't they? Oh, they do. They're yeah. chattering all the time. Yes. Yeah, they're... Pam, yeah, they're talking to each other as they move around. Pam, we've had a lot and of... Fly. We've had a lot of goldfinches in our home in Cohasset this winter and we usually do throughout well, most winters um, but I've heard I, I vaguely remember hearing they are very late nesters is that true uh, is yeah it, so is it yeah likely? because they're seed eaters oh okay. and so they they nest late later in the summer where so many birds are, are nesting um, in the late spring early summer you know June July well in August we've got the goldfinches nesting because that's when a lot of their favorite seeds are out there and they have a lot of food to feed their babies. So, I, so, yes. I had heard, pardon me. I, I had heard that they, uh, they also nest late because they like to use uh thistle down for their yes. nests oh. for lining their, In nests. their nests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are the ones I'm seeing, are they adults and, and rookies? Are they mostly young or? Do they have sticker? Oh, oh it's both. It's, it's both, okay. and they all kind of look the same right now. Right. You yeah. know, they're not, they don't have the bright yellow color. Um, the males have lost that. They're in winter plumage, and so they all kind of look the same, <laughs> but they're all distinctively goldfinches with the black wings and the yellowish. Now, we had a yellowish wash on the body. About a week ago, we had um, a male and female crossbill sitting on our feeder Ooh. for off and on for several days, just homesteading the feeder. And it Wonderful. was fun to watch them uh, eat those, pry open those seeds and stuff. That but, would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the, I mean, the fact that their bill actually crosses over and how they work it and get the 
open the seed and get the, <laughs> the inside out is wonderful. So you need yeah, you fun. need to uh, for the crossbill. You need to think about what they typically eat, which is like spruce seeds or pine seeds, yeah. and and that bill crossing like that. They 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 stick it in there and they bite, and it it forces open the the little woody bract that covers the seed, and then they're able to get at the seed. Right. I watched. Uh, a flock of them one winter day land on the road and eat, pick up bits of grit from the the county had spread sand on the road, and they were mm-hmm. picking up that those bits of grit to to line their gizzards to help them crush their food, and right. they turned their heads sideways. So I was looking at these birds literally putting it would be like putting your ear down on the road and they were turning their heads sideways so they could get up these little bits of <laughs> of sand because you can imagine with a, a beak that doesn't meet at the end it would be quite difficult to pick up a bit of sand <laughs> mm-hmm. and there was probably snow cover yes everywhere else yes mm-hmm. and this is where they could get their grit yep yeah you yeah, know, yeah. birds need grit in their gizzards so i want to go back to uh bohemians um, because we saw a huge flock on the Crosby Christmas bird count. Oh. And this was December 30th, Saturday. And uh, we found, a, well, we found the flocks seemed to be splitting and then coming back together again. Uh, but we estimated a flock of 200 oh my. in wow. Ironton, right in town. Um, you know, and, and these are, they're gorgeous birds and we're going to see them in the winter when these flocks come down and we're going to see them with, uh, the crab apple trees. So watch the crab apple trees. They really like those. And if you see a flock of birds in there that they could be, uh, bohem- what we call bohemians. And then the flock will fly out of the tree. If a car comes by or something, they'll go up to the top of a conifer tree and they all kind of face in the same direction. They line up, they're in there, and you start looking, and you go, oh, my goodness, 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 birds or more in what, you know, that you're looking at. Right. So that was one of the highlights of the Crosby Christmas bird count. And we had 22 species, which is good for that count in the winter. Um, and I would say that the other r- real highlight from that count was we had redheaded woodpeckers. Oh, four you know, of them. One of your compatriots down there in the Brainerd area, Mike North, had told me that uh, that there were redheaded woodpeckers that spent the winter uh, in the Brainerd area, and so this confirms that. That's amazing. Oh, they can. I've seen them. We've seen them on the Crosby count before, not every year, but we found four of them. Wow. And when they overwinter, uh, <clears throat> they're in the open areas. They're a savanna bird. They're not a forest bird. And they like it open. They like oak trees. And often there's a colony of them. There's, hmm. you know, a group. And they stash food. They stash acorns. And they will overwinter. And I know you don't get them up in Grand Rapids very often. Mm-mm. No, not Mm-mm. anymore. When I was a little boy, we used to see a lot more of them. And I think part uh-huh. of it was that farmers typically ran their cows in pastures that had trees. And and the cows would sort of, you know, keep the undergrowth down. They created a savanna. 
and and the and the redheaded woodpeckers. Pastures. Yep. And that yeah. Now when they switched them to row crops like corn or beans, the redheads were gone. And you know where I find them now too in uh, the Brainerd area is golf courses. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And lakeshore developments around some of the lakes. Yeah. Because people clear out the trees for their lake home or cabin, and where there's oaks these redheads still find an area that suits them. Yeah. And I think that's all very interesting too. Now Camp Ripley has a a large population of redheaded woodpeckers and it's in the bombing zone because (laughs) the the trees, it's been opened up and there's frequent fires and it creates again an open savanna type habitat. Yep. The problem is for the researchers to study them is that you don't want to be going. There's areas you can't get into because of unexploded. <laughs> don't ordinance. go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're over so there, but we don't had, go we there. We had great fun on the Crosby Christmas bird count. Um, the other um, notable bird, of course, we had one rough legged hawk that we found. Um, and they seem to be around quite a bit this year. Now they've come down from up north, and um, we had a shrike. We also found a barred owl. Oh, it wasn't calling, of course. And you were talking about the great horned owls yeah. calling yep. earlier. They're earlier than the barred owls. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. In fact, yeah. they and they will be I'm nesting. Be out listening for owls here shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've got a you know trying to find them. I've got so a resident. Then, Yes, go ahead. I was going to say, I've got a resident pair, and uh, I typically hear them calling about this time of year, but so far, not yet. Uh, Yeah, and I have a resident pair, and I haven't heard any owls yet. Yeah. So I'm expecting them soon. I'm expecting to hear them. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is that I went with a, a birding friend up into Aiken County last Wednesday, uh, January 3rd, uh, because we had reports of sharp-tailed grouse in the fields oh. and large flocks of snow buntings. And so we went out up there and out on County Road 56. And sure enough, we we found a whole bunch of sharp-tailed grouse. There were like 25 of them wow. in one field. Yeah, in corn stubble. Wow. And then... We went to another area where they had uh, the farmer had left some rows of sunflower, so the heads that were still on the sunflowers, and it was full of goldfinches hmm. and American tree sparrows. Oh wow! I mean, like flocks of a hundred coming in and moving <gasps> around and going out, and then on the other side of the road. We found the snow buntings, and we estimated that flock at 200, but it could have been 300 or more. (laughs) I have seldom seen such a large flock of snow Mm. buntings. Wow. And they were way out there, and they were moving and flying around. I went, hmm, the winter birds have arrived. Good. Glad to hear that. Say, Pam, I have a question. Uh, One of our, one of our listeners, in fact, this comes from our friend, Charlie and, uh, and Charlie says to me, uh, 
is there, she wondered if there's any technology available. You know how Merlin, you're outside, you can hold up your phone, it hears the yeah. bird call and it says, that's likely to be this. Um, she's wondering, do you know of any technology available for wintertime so that when you're inside at your computer or wherever, you could have this, you know, microphone or whatever outside that would sort of hear the bird and go, hey, wake up, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a flock of snow buntings in your neighborhood or something like that. Do you know of such things? Yes, yes. Ah. I, the, te- the technology is out there. Um, and many people, um, you can buy these little microphones and you can put them out by your feeders ah, and sure. the sound will come in. And, and, and just, so then you could play, put your Merlin next to it. So your, you're, you're getting your, the sound yeah. coming in. Put Merlin, have Merlin on on your phone and it will tell you what the birds are. Wow. Very cool. Well, that's uh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I love talking to you. The birds are uh, among our favorites, and uh, here's to good birding. Absolutely, and get out and see what's out. Look for these wax wings. Yes. Uh, look for the flocks. Check the crab apples in your area. I've been checking Brainerd, haven't found them there yet, but they were in Ironton last week. Excellent. Thanks, Pam. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.